0: She's not here to judge. She's here to report the honest news on healthy living. She's Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. It's time for Naturally Savvy.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. Having a debilitating illness is so incredibly difficult. Hello. I watched my mother suffer from uh, several different ailments, including fibromyalgia, and it is very, very difficult. We have got Jeanette Hillis Jaffe. She's a sought-after speaker, consultant, and coach with a master's in public health from the Harvard School of Public Health. And today we're going to talk about five habits that made her possible to heal from a debilitating illness. Hello, Jeanette. Welcome.
2: Hi, Andrea and Lisa. Thanks so much for having me today.
1: It's so nice to have you on. The show goes so fast. I want to jump right into these habits. I, I think they're fantastic. So start with the first one, take charge.
2: Sure. Yeah, take charge. It's really, you know, I know that I was sick for six years. If you looked at the book, you know, I had this mysterious illness where I got the flu and sort of never got well for six years. And I went from running half marathons to barely being able to move. And the first bunch of years of my illness, I was really looking for somebody who could heal me. I was really looking for a doctor, acupuncturist, or nutritionist or someone who could just who could take care of me. And it wasn't until I realized, you know what? The only person who's going to heal me is me, that all these people they have really they're really well-meaning, they're talented healers but they're taking care of 100, 200, 300, 1,000 other people. They have one perspective, and I'm the only person who's completely focused on me. I can change what I eat. I can change what I think. I can change how I behave. I can try all these different things and experiment and see what works for me. That until we really realize, not necessarily that we're responsible for getting ourselves sick. You know, there's mystery in the world and genetics and environment. Who knows how we get sick? But once we are sick or we have something, we're the only ones who can really get out of it. And so to take charge, to put time in the calendar, money in the budget, ask for help, you know, just like we would a big business project, create a plan, get a team to support us in that plan, to really get excited about it and create an ambitious goal and and take charge and move forward with a health goal is really, it makes an enormous difference.
0: Now, in your second habit, you talk about nurturing your heart. What do you mean exactly by that?
2: So important. So, you know, when I I work, I do one-on-one coaching, and I run online programs and in-person workshops, and I hear over and over again that there are certain things people want to do to take care of their health, whether it's eat in a certain way or go to the, you know, go to the gym or make a doctor's appointment, and they just can't get themselves to do it. And I always say it's not because they're lazy or disorganized. It's because there is something getting in the way. And really what it usually is, it's usually an emotional block that's getting in our way. And a classic example is a woman who said that her yoga studio was too far away to go, even though she knew it helped with her back pain, right? Turned out that the yoga studio was closer than her grocery store that she went to once a week. And then she said, well, I'm lazy, but she's not lazy. She has a full-time job and, and three grandchildren she takes care of. And then she realized she doesn't go to the yoga class because all the women there are 30 years younger than her and skinny, and she felt bad about herself. Mm-hmm. And once we worked on that and we identified that, then she could address the real problem. So, you know, what I always say to my clients and the people in my, in my workshops is we really need to have practices every day, whether it's journaling or talking to a friend or meditation, every day where we get to what are really the emotions, nurture our heart, what are the feelings that are getting in the way of us taking care of ourselves the way we could be.
1: Hmm. That is so nice. You know, habit number three is believe. And that is so important. And I love how you talk about you write a letter firing your anxious critic in your mind, and you read it out loud every day for two weeks. We all have those critics. What a great idea.
2: Yeah, no, it makes an enormous difference. You know, years ago, I mean, I I have one of one of in addition to the the long term illness I have, I sort of I struggle with anxiety as a lot of us do. And a huge thing that made a big, big difference to me was writing this saying, you know, sort of like a really a, a resignate uh, firing letter to say, thank you for your service. Maybe when I was a child, I needed you to criticize me and make me stay in line for certain reasons, but I don't need you anymore. You know, your mm-hmm. services are no longer required and really read that over and over again. And it, it did it weaken that sort of anxious critic in my mind. It made an enormous difference. Yeah.
0: Now, you talk a lot about building a supportive, a strong supportive team. Go into the details of that. I know there is a lot of research about you know support when somebody does have an illness, or just in general in terms of living longer and living a more fruitful life. How does that relate to in terms of you know somebody who's diagnosed with an illness?
2: It makes such a difference, right? There's all kinds of research that shows people who get more social and emotional support, have better outcomes from breast cancer, have better outcomes from cardiac events, are more able to lose weight, all kinds of research around that. you know and it comes in all forms for me. Um, When I was very sick, I spent years and years trying to get well with a million different things, and it wasn't until I started having people come to all of my doctor's appointments with me, I started accepting help around making food for me because part of people had recommended to me, you need to radically change your diet. And I said, that's too hard. I can't do that. But once I knew that there were people around me who would help me do it and who even would do it with me to a certain extent, A, I felt less isolated and less alone and less frankly lame. I mean, part of being sick is we feel in this Photoshop supersized world we live in we feel terrible about ourselves that we can't keep up with everybody else. But if we really talk about what's genuinely going on for us and we put out our health goal as an ambitious, exciting project that we're working on, then we can really get other people involved and lead them to better health too. And it just it makes anything much more possible. When you have a team around you, it feels much more possible to take on... Um, to take on big changes. Like for me, it was a big diet change that enabled me to heal and I could never have done it if I hadn't gathered those people around me.
1: Yeah, it makes Incredible. a huge difference. You know, habit number five, create order. You know, my mother used to always bring uh, a tape recorder. She she passed away, it'll be 21 years this year. So it was before you can just, you know, tape things on your smartphone. She would get like, some clunky tape recorder and bring it to all her appointments. And, and some of the people would be like, what are you doing, Diane? But you know what? It really worked for her because then she could be listening to the conversation with the doctor, make sure she didn't miss anything or with a nutritionist, whoever she was meeting with. And you talk about that, get your lab tests organized and your notes for medical appointments and, you know, take taking notes that you like to take when you see the doctor or taping it. I just think that works so well. Yeah, and
2: asking, really asking for your lab results. It is so hard in this day and age to get lab results from people. And there's, you know, they say, oh, it's in the system, it's okay. But then you go to a different hospital or a different doctor and they're in a different system. And I can't tell you how much doctors appreciate it when you show up and they say, oh, well, do you have your results on X, Y, Z? And you say, oh, it's right here on this on this disc or it's right here. Or here's the page. You know, so I would carry this enormous book around with me to all my different doctor's appointments, and I would collect right there on the spot all of my labs and my lab results, and and take questions. I'd have my appointment buddy with me who would you know take notes and write all the questions down. And it just you have much more productive doctor's meetings when you have all the information at your fingertips. For sure, it makes a big difference.
0: I think that's great. And you know, nowadays, I went for a blood test this week, just for a checkup, and you can actually get it online. They they gave me like a sheet and yeah. said, you can go to this website, and you can check it out, online, yeah. which I thought was really Isn't super that nice? cool that you don't have to yeah. go back to the doctor's office. Yeah, I thought that was actually interesting, which I guess helps in terms of keeping things organized.
2: For, yeah, definitely. It makes an enormous difference. It does. And, you know, and there's so many other ways to create order too. you know, little things like if you're trying to change your diet, if you just Clear out the Tupperwares so that you can easily take your lunch to work, you know, or if you, if you want to do yoga every morning, if you make sure that the four things you need to do yoga are all in the same room, there's little things you can do, little changes that just make it easier for you to stick to your self-care um, practices at home that make an enormous difference.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the term self-care. It's not a great term, Andrea. I mean, it's just something that we mm-hmm. really need to do. And you're not being selfish. If anything, you're going to be better overall. And you're going to be able to be less selfish or help other people because you're going to feel good. And I think well, you need utilizing the tools sure. you talked about taking charge, nurture your heart, believe, connect and create order. These, this is such great advice. Now you got your master's in public health. I have my master's in public health as well. When did you know you wanted to do that?
2: No, I was either going to be a doctor or do public health. And I decided that I wanted to, instead of work with people once they got sick, I wanted to work with people and help them stay healthy. Oh, um, and I then I got that. sick myself. Right, and then I got sick myself and I thought, you know what, now I'm going to go back and work with people, especially people who have an illness or a chronic, pain, or chronic injury where the med- conventional medical system just doesn't know what to do with them. You know, I really love diving in with those folks and figuring out, okay, what can we put together to really make a difference for you?
0: Well, I think you're doing yeah. great work, Jeanette. So you can learn more about Jeanette at her website at JeanetteHJ.com and on Twitter at underscore I'm Andrew Donsky along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at your Radio MD and Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. And like Lisa said, it's all about self care. Stay well. <laughs>